You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. how this works. This little cafeteria room podium here. Uh, Let's pray. God in heaven, we're so grateful for all that you're doing all around the world. I just pray, Father God, that you help us to be a people not of talk, but a people of action. A people that understand true love for you is to obey your commands. We cannot sit on our seats and do nothing. We must do something for you, Lord. So I pray, Father God, that as I preach, that you move me aside, that it's not my words, but your words, Father God, that you could change our minds, you could change our hearts, and that you can move us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're visiting with us today, we're a non-denominational church. Uh, Many churches will claim non-denominational, but actually what they really are is interdenominational. Interdenominational means that they're trying to welcome everybody in, try and bring in the money, try and bring in everybody so that you could, you know, think that you're saved. This is not a church that does that. There's only one way, and it's the biblical way. And the great thing about our church is you can sit here in the seats or the exit's right there. So we're going to do it Jesus' way, and that's it. The other thing is, is the money doesn't go to the preachers. I work for the church. You may be thinking, is that, that's a kind of an expensive-looking suit right there. And it is. But I used to have a job that paid six figures. And so I was able to spend money, and then I gained some weight and couldn't wear it anymore. And then I had to lose some weight to fit back into the suit that I paid so much money for. But guess what? I have to go to the charity shop now. Why? Because I don't want to make a lot of money. I want to be sacrificial. My wife wants to be sacrificial. Why? So we can save this world. There's so many problems. Divorce. Racism. People want to talk about racism in America, and I'm American. There's racism there. But there's racism here, too. There's racism all over the place. Suicide, pollution, poverty. What's the answer? Is there a political answer? Is there a social answer? An economic answer? There's no economic answer. There's no political answer. The answer is revolution. That's the title of my sermon today. Revolution. Not a a revolution where we throw off the politicians. Not a revolution where we have a bus strike or a strike of the underground. A revolution of your mind. A revolution of the heart. Jesus came and he was trying to start a fire. Sometimes we can look at Jesus and think he was this little hippie guy. That everybody liked? No, he was making problems all over the world. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Come on, Anthony. Luke chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 51. Catch up with me when you get there. In verse 51 it says, As the time approached for him to go to heaven, Jesus was about to die on the cross. It says, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Now that, that word resolutely in Greek is a, is a Jewish term that it means to, to stiffen up your face. He got his face ready. He stiffened up his face because he knew what was going to wait for him in Jerusalem. The cross. And he sent messengers ahead of him that went to Samaritan villages to go get it ready for him. The Samaritan villages were full of half-breeds. 
It was the people that everybody hated. The Jews who intermingled with the Assyrians. Half Jew, half Assyrian. And the Jewish people hated them. Racism. They went there, but the people did not welcome him. Oh, wait. What's this all about? The people that were getting prejudiced against, now they're being prejudiced. Why? Because he was heading to Jerusalem. They didn't want him to go to the place where the Jews were. It's weird how sometimes people want tolerance. And then they find somebody intolerant and they don't tolerate that person. Mm. Hypocrites. Right here. When the disciples James and Saul saw that, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven on them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them and they went to another village. Jesus wasn't trying to start a physical fire. He was starting an eternal fire. Mm -hmm. A fire that still burns to this day. That only the fully committed would be able to accept. Why don't people want to hear this message? Why isn't this message the most popular message in the entire world? Because it is so hard line. Mm -hmm. What does Jesus preach here? Verse, Verse 57. It says, as they walked along the road, a man said to him. Now, when, are, when, you, when you don't get your name in the Bible, it's most likely because you didn't make it into heaven. So no name here. The guy with no name. He says to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. Where was Jesus headed? To Jerusalem. To the cross. Are you guys ready to follow? Jesus replied, foxes have holes, birds have uh, of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. I don't even have, I'm a homeless guy. You ready to follow me? You ready to live a life like me? So many times we want to be selfish with our finances. Jesus is like, I am homeless. Are you ready for that? People think that this is some, some sort of like Christian thing, this ideal to be like Jesus. No, it's the standard. Yeah, come on. Come on, Anthony. Come on, bro. He said to another man, another nameless guy, will, will you be a nameless disciple or will wow. you make it in? Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go bury my father. I mean, that's kind, that's kind of good. Now, th- it doesn't mean that his father was actually dead. He's saying, let me go home until my family dies and then I'll go with you. Oh. Sometimes people could be so... Just stuck to their family, so stuck to their traditions. Well, what is what does Jesus say? Does he say, Well, that's a great idea? You know, go spend time with your family. Go on vacation for a couple months there, champ. Come back when you feel like it. I mean I mean so so a seed. So a seed today. Give give, give your contribution. Like was he saying, you know, if you give me money, then happiness is gonna follow you? Was he preaching the prosperity gospel right here? was he was he what, what, what does he say? He says let the dead bury their own dead. Say, your dad is dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus wasn't saying don't save your family. Jesus is saying the only way to save your family is if you preach the word and being hardline about it. Amen. If you're sentimental, it won't happen. Still another. Another nameless guy. Another nameless disciple. Still another, the Bible says. I'll follow you. But first, uh, let me go back and say, at least bye. Okay, I'm not going to go bury my family, but let me just say bye to them. What did Jesus say? No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. If you want to follow me, there's no turning back. 
There is one way. It's Jesus' way. And as I said before, I'm, we're looking for people to start a revolution. Yeah. People willing to die for a cause. Mm-hmm. People willing to live for a cause. I hope you are those people. To start a revolution, you don't need a majority. You need an irate minority. Amen. The famous revolutionary, Samuel Adams. He was a leader of a movement that would become the American Revolution. Sorry about this guy, British people. I'm I'm American. Now, he was fighting for freedom. Some would even say religious freedom. But he did not truly have the truth. I don't know if this guy was a real Christian, but he was fighting for something. He said, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. The type of revolution that we're starting is this. We need to set people free. We need to start fires in their hearts. Not a fire about money. Not a fire about music. Not a fire about dating relationships. Not a fire about having the latest trends. A fire about the kingdom of God. And the true freedom that that brings. Jesus had his irate minority. Mm-hmm. We'll pick up in chapter 10. We'll start in verse 1. Come on, Anthony. The Bible reads, after this. So right after this, after he's calling everybody to be hardline, do you think everybody stayed after he said, let the dead bury the dead? No. You think he, 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 people were saying like, hey, can I stay by my family? No. You think people stayed after that? No. So look, look how many he had left. He says, after this, he appointed the 70. Now, some manuscripts say the, 70, the 72, it's the 70. When you look back, study out at a later time, uh, Numbers eleven sixteen and 33, 9. Moses picks the 70 elders, then there's the 12 springs, and then also the 70 palms. So if you really study it out, it's the 70. So only 70 people left. And he sent them out two by two to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There are so many people out there, guys, who want to know God. There are so many people out there that are dying for a relationship with Him. But they don't have it. Mm -hmm. But you have it. Mm -hmm. They had it. He says the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into His harvest field. He says, say a little prayer, guys. Say it with me. God, please send out the workers. Jesus says, the very next sentence is one word. Go. The prayers are answered, guys. Wow. We found the workers. It's you. Yeah. Guess what? I wanted to start a revolution. I found, I found the people that started. It's the people in this room. Yeah. Come on. There's no time to, to sit back and to think that you could ride the fence. We'll, we'll, I'll get to that in my last point. But you've got a decision to make today. Mm-hmm. To stand for something. Or to go back to your normal life, to buy into what the world is telling you, to believe the lie. I pray you don't. I pray we start something today. He says, go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse, a bag, sandals, and don't greet anyone on the road. Why why not greet anybody? Don't get distracted. 
Don't get distracted on the path to righteousness. Yeah. Don't get distracted on your way to heaven. There's so many people trying to distract you. Don't take purse, bag, or sandals. Why not take that? Well, when you read later on, again, study it out on your own time in chapter 22, verse 35. He said, I sent you out this way to test you. A test to show you what I already know. I know that if you just believe in me, everything will be taken care of. And he proved it through this. And it's the same thing that we do as Christians. He wants us to rely on him so that everything will be taken care of, not by our own talent, but by his will. Verse 5. You guys with me? When you enter a house, first say, peace be unto the house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in the house, eat and drink whatever they give you. Just be content, guys. Whatever they give you, just eat that. For the worker deserves his wage. Amen. You can pay the preacher, the Bible says. doesn't say right around in a Rolls Royce. It just says you can eat. Thank goodness. I love you all for paying your, your contribution. Me and, my, me and my wife got to eat this week. Thank you very much. Do not move around from house to house. Again, don't, don't just spend like five seconds with the person. Don't be like, man, this guy's super annoying. His breath smells every morning. No, don't move around house to house. Stay there. Preach the word there. Love those people. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat whatever's set before you. Again, he reiterates the fact, don't try and get the special stuff that you like. Just be happy with what they give you. If you're on a diet and they only have McDonald's, just eat the McDonald's. If you're a vegetarian and they just cooked up that big pork, you're just going to have to eat it. Just be content with what you got. Now, if you're a carnivore like myself and all they're serving is just a little bit of salad leaves there, you're just going to have to be content with that. This is what you should be concerned with, though, in verse 9. Heal the sick. That's what we do in the Bible studies. We heal people. Heal the sick and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. The kingdom of God for those of us who know the Bible, is right amongst us. Mm-hmm. So many people could walk in and out of this meeting, they wouldn't even know this was the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The scriptures are fulfilled. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town sticks to our feet and we wipe it off against you. He goes, when you go into a town and they don't want to accept the message, just wipe the dirt off. Don't even take the dust of that town with you. Wipe it off and leave it in that town. That town does not deserve to have any part of you. Yet be sure of this. The kingdom of God is near. Even if you reject the message today. If you're sitting here thinking that this guy's crazy. I am. If you're sitting here thinking today that you're going to go back to your mundane life. Mundane. You're going to go back to the minutiae and buy into that garbage? Guess what? The kingdom of God is still near. Mm-hmm. And it will pass you by. Yep. Wow, come on. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom for, than for that town. You know, you know what Sodom's biggest problem was? When you look back, and everyone, when you think about Sodom and Gomorrah, we think about the sexual immorality. That's what kind of pops into our mind. At least that's what pops into my mind. Mm-hmm. Again, study it out yourself. Ezekiel 16 says... Their problem was they were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. Wow. Arrogant. I'm better. I got it figured out. Sounds like you're up to me. 
overfed. Sounds like America to me. Bunch of fat people. Yep, my people. They are. We gotta go. We got. I, I had to go on a diet when I came here. Overfed. But here's here's the, here's a big one. Unconcerned. They didn't care. They didn't care because they were so bought in to the world. They were so bought in. Why? Because it's easy to just sleep around. It's easy. It's easy to watch pornography every day. That's easy. I, I mean, if I wanted to watch pornography every day and masturbate every day, I could do that easily. Whoa, what's the preacher talking about right now? He's talking about some crazy stuff. <laughs> Come on, Anthony. Come on, uh, it's easy to do that. It's easy to sleep around. Mm. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. For me, that's easy. It's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be concerned with other people's well-being, not just with mine. Preach. Mm-hmm. That is a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing to have mercy on people that don't deserve it. But by definition, that is mercy. If they deserve it, it's not mercy. We got to be like Jesus. Come on, Anthony. He says, Woe to Curzon, woe to Bethsaida. If if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No. You will go down to the depths. The Greek word there is Hades. You will go down to the land of the dead. He who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. We need to be an irate minority. Yeah. Jesus had the 12. He had the 70, and then they turned into the 120. And what did that 120 do? They changed the world. Yeah. We're still talking about them. That book of Acts, when you look at that, just 120 people, that's it? Yep. That changed the world? Right. Yes. What were they irate about? What do you think? Come on. This is a question for the crowd. What were they irate? What were they ticked off? What were these guys ticked off about? Sin. Yeah. Is, that, is everyone else is afraid? The preacher, the preacher asked the question. And it was like, oh, I don't want to answer. What'd you say? People who were not concerned. People who were not concerned. Yes. The Pharisees. Yes. The culture. Yes. Come on, we're almost we're almost fired up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes! Immorality. Yes! They were just convinced that Jesus rose from the dead. Yes! What else? Come on! Come on, revolutionaries! Yes! 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 These people were rejecting God! They were rejecting love! They were rejecting the only solution! There's one solution! Yes, come on! And they were rejected. Imagine if, if somebody had the cure for cancer and you had cancer. Imagine turning down that solution. Wow. That's what these people were doing. That's why they got so ticked off. That's why we should be ticked off. Yeah. That's why we should be ticked off when we see these false churches yeah. all over the place. Yeah. We should be ticked off when we see these false religions all over the place. In this room, we got revolutionaries. Yes. We got people that are going to go into the world. Yes, Rich, you're going to go into the world. You're going to change it. Come on, Rich. Even if you don't believe it. Come on, Rich. Come on, boy. Ashley, Ruta, 
World changer. Yes. Love you almost. World changer. Lasana. World changer. World changer. The Manuel brothers. World changer. The Meji. World changer. We're gonna go out and do some stuff. I want to challenge you. Preach the word this week, like you've never done it before, like a crazy person. Preach the word to people. Share your faith with people with a chip on your shoulder. Like you are a son or a daughter of God. And that they're not rejecting you. They are rejecting God himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and second challenge. If they reject you, just dust, dust off your feet. Practice that. Everybody dust your feet. Just wipe your feet off. Right after. If they don't want to listen to you, just wipe your feet off. I remember I was preaching down in Long Beach one time, and I went to the two buffest-looking meathead guys that I could find. Like, who's, who, 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 who looks intimidating? What do they call them? Lynch? Yeah. What's the lynch? The hench? Or hench? The henchman? They're walking around like this. I said, hey, guys, uh, we got a little Bible discussion going right now. Uh, no, we don't have any time. I go, you don't have any time for God? Uh, no. I said, well, then your blood is on your own head. <laughs> They look. They had to look way down at me. <laughs> this little Mexican. <laughs> That's how we gotta be, guys. Come on. Revolution yes. starts with a minority, but revolution needs a cause. Yeah. What is our cause? It is freedom. Mm. Freedom, not just freedom for yourself, yeah. but freedom for the entire world. On, we know William Wallace, right, Sir William Wallace? Yep. We've seen the movie Brave. Oh, that was lackluster. Yeah. Do we know who William Wallace yes. is? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie Braveheart? Yes. Yeah. You ever heard of the guy Mel Gibson? He's kind of yes. a jerk. Yeah. Braveheart. He's got this face paint on. And... So this guy, he's a Scott, and he was a real guy. They made a movie about him. He was fighting for Scottish freedom. Yeah. William Wallace says, I don't know if it's a real thing that he says, but he says in the movie, he says, fight. And you may die. Run, and you'll live, at least for a while. And dying in your bed, many years from now, would you be willing to trade all of that from this day to that? For one chance. Just one chance to come back here today and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Never. Never. They can kill us. They're not going to take our freedom. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. This guy was fighting for something that is not even in comparison with what we're doing. We're fighting for true freedom. A freedom that only true disciples can have. Yeah, come on. Come on, Anthony. You guys with me? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus says, verse 17. The 72 or 70 returned with joy. Lord, even the demons submit to our to your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. They were fired up. Man, I, I was in the Bible study with the seven-day Adventist, and I ripped the guy apart. He didn't even know. This Jehovah Witness tried to talk to me, and I just nailed him. And then there was this atheist, and I just gave him the book of Isaiah and showed him all kinds of stuff. He was like, oh, my gosh, we're awesome. He said, you guys are idiots. I saw Satan. Satan's an angel. Still an angel. He fell like lightning from heaven. Don't think you're above this guy. This is a guy who wrapped up his joy in success. In looks. 
The Bible says he was conceited. When we wrap up our joy and, and, and our success and, and, and what we, we think of ourselves, we're never going to find fulfillment. I give you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and overcome the power of the enemy. If you stay with Jesus, you will overcome everything. And everything means everything. The Bible says nothing will harm you. Nothing means nothing. However, don't rejoice because the spirits submit to you. But rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Why should you be fired up? Because you're going to heaven. Because you're set free. You're set free from the lies and the garbage of the world. To worship Jesus. Jesus was fired up full of the Holy Spirit. It says, praise be to the Father, the Lord of heaven and earth. Because you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned. And you've revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. We skip down. It says, he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are your eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets, many kings wanted to see what you see, but they did not see it. They wanted to hear, but they did not hear it. We're here to set people free from sin, from death, from fear, from ignorance. You know, we could, we could live a really pointless life. Yeah. We could be like those disciples. The nameless disciples. Is that what you guys want? Nope. Is that what you want for your kids? Nope. We have got to go after people with a vengeance. We've got to make a decision today. To die. Yeah. To die to ourselves. To die to your desires. Mm -hmm. To do what Jesus did. A lot of people want to be Christian. A lot of people. A lot of people, again, go, go, go check out Hillsong. They're down the street with their hands in the air. Jesus is awesome. It's incredible. Okay, go to the Middle East and, and preach the word ISIS. Oh, he's not that awesome anymore. Okay, okay. Tell, 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 your, tell your family that, you know. Tell, tell, your, tell your girlfriend that you're going to stop sleeping with her. Tell... tell Tell your boyfriend that you need to have a moral life. Right. I want to challenge you guys to rejoice. You know what the gray clouds are? It's a sickness that Europe has. You see it all over the metro. Gray clouds. All over the place. Hey, it's your birthday today. Thank you. Hey, Jesus resurrected from the dead. That's great. Hey, I just want a million dollars. Can I have some? <laughs> we gotta shake the gray clouds away. Yep. And if you've got a case of the gray clouds, Come on. get rid of it. Yep. There's no gray clouds. God gave us the sun today. Yeah. If you see somebody with a case of the gray clouds, literally this is what I want you to do. <laughs> gray clouds go away! And then you I don't I don't know. See look at it. You can't. You, can't. you have to you have to smile. I'm not saying Lasano was was fired up before that, so I am not picking on him. But but can you can you like be ticked off after somebody does that and they smile and they love you and, and all that? Number one, rejoice. Number two, I want to challenge every Bible talk to be fruitful. Yeah. Once a month. Come on. If every Bible talk, we've got seven Bible talks in the campus. If we were all fruitful once a month for 12 months, how many, how many people would we bring into the church? 84. 
84 people just once a month. Now let's just cut that in half. Let's just say every Bible talk every other month. Find somebody and set them free from sin. What would happen? What's half of 84? 42. 42. That's still double. You guys going to take this challenge? Will you do it? Will you really do it? Will you put your money where your mouth is? Amen. Let's, Let's read the end here. My third and my final point. My third and my final point. The hottest places in hell. The hottest places in hell. There's an incredible poem called Dante's Inferno. It's Italian. And Inferno is Italian for hell. And in this, there's this incredible excerpt that says the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in periods of moral crisis maintain their neutrality. You guys understand that? When you want to not make a decision, that's the worst thing you could do. You've already made a decision. There is no such thing as neutral. There's no such thing as I, I don't I don't want to go. If if you're sitting down and you don't want to you don't want to do what God has called you to do. If you don't want to answer the call, you have made a decision. And there's only two sides. There's God's side and there's the wrong side. Yeah. And if you don't make a decision today to do what He's called you to do, then you have made a decision. You've made the wrong decision. Yeah. Let's see what Jesus says about this. Come on, Anthony. It says here in verse 25. On one occasion. An expert of law stood up to try and test Jesus. Again, we do this. The religious people, we want to test Jesus. How far can I go? How much immorality can I do? How much porn can I watch? How much, how much stuff can I steal before Jesus catches up to me? Let's test Jesus. Teacher. Again, he doesn't call him Lord. He calls him teacher because he's not really sold out. Teacher, teacher, teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? What did Jesus say? What's written in the law? How do you read it? Again, how do you read it means like, how do you interpret it? Because there's so many garbage interpretations out there. So many people trying to interpret the Bible the way that they want to interpret it. Why? Because they want to justify themselves. They want to do it how they want to do it. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. He doesn't say you'll live forever. He says you'll live. What does that mean? It means that if you don't love God with everything you have and love people the same way, you don't, you're not living life. You're dead. Dead in your transgressions. Dead in the lies that the world is telling to you. Do this and you'll live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, who's my neighbor? Okay. Jesus, at this point... Could have called down fire from heaven. <laughs> At this point, I might have called fire down from heaven. Jesus replied, okay, let me tell you a little story. Now, in every parable and story, there's always a lot of symbolism. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Going down. Now, Jerusalem's about a half mile up above sea level and going down to Jericho. Where, where, where are you supposed to worship God if you're a Jew? In Jerusalem. This guy was going away from Jerusalem. This guy is an unspiritual guy. Heaven is always up. Hell is always down. This guy is going down away. He's going the wrong way. He's going the wrong way. And when you go away from God, what happens? He says he fell into the hands of robbers. You go into the world and what happens? They, they will rob you of everything you have. Yes. All your money, all your joy. You think it's awesome to sleep around and then you got 10 STDs, you got AIDS and you're going to die. Not so cool anymore, right? They robbed him. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and then they went away leaving him half dead. That's what the world will do to you. Half dead. 
Oh, but look at this. Then a priest was going down the same road. Oh, now we got a priest who's unspiritual. He went and he saw the man, but he passed on the other side. There's only two sides. God's side and the wrong side. He was on God's side. And then he went to the other side. Because he saw duty. He saw somebody in need. He saw getting out of his comfort zone. So, oh, well, I, that's God's side, but let me go on this side. Interesting. You can even be on the wrong side, on the right side, and going the wrong way. He was on the right side in the beginning, but he was walking the wrong way. So, to a Levite, when came saw, saw the guy, he passed on the other side as well. But then a Samaritan. In verse 33, a Samaritan. Who's this again? It's the half-breed. It's the guy that everyone hates. Everyone hates this guy. The half-breed Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. He saw him and he took pity on him. Other, Other versions say he had compassion. Compassion is to feel what that person feels. Why, why would he take compassion on this guy? Because he himself was probably beaten up. Yeah. We've all come to come from jacked up situations, have we not? Yes. Broken families, hurt homes. We've all got a past of tough things. The Samaritan remembered his past and took pity on him. He went and he bandaged him up. He bandaged up his wounds and he poured oil on him, representing the Holy Spirit, and wine, representing the blood of Jesus. He put the man on his donkey, representing peace, and he took him to the inn, representing the kingdom of God, and took care of him. The next day he took two silver coins, that's two denarii, that's two days wage. So if you work seven days in a week, he's giving more than 10%, right? Yes. Out of, out of seven, wow. he gave two. He gave his special missions contribution. Why? To save people. Wow. You see that? Yeah. And then he, he gave him to the innkeeper. So he didn't just drop them. He gave them to the innkeeper. He gave them to God. He said, God, I know you're going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Look after him, he said. When I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you have. Take this, and if there's anything else, put it on my tab. Anything else? He wants, he, he goes suit shopping, I got it. He goes and gets that extra breakfast buffet in the morning. He gets that full English breakfast. I, I got it. He, he's not concerned about pity a little money. He's concerned about money in heaven. Amen. Jesus said, which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? You see, the guy asked, who is my neighbor? Who, who, who's the neighbor to me? That's not the issue. Jesus is saying, you're the neighbor. You're a neighbor to all people. Every single one of them. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him simply, you go and do likewise. Today is a day of decisions. A decision that if you're not a Christian or you don't know what we're talking about and you think I'm crazy, to study the Bible. A decision that if you are a Christian... And you're living in wicked sin, repent. If you're a Christian and you haven't been giving everything you have to God, repent. Simple challenge. Just to repent. Now, this is a communion slash sermon. A sermonion. What is it all about? It's all about Jesus. 
Jesus made a decision to go to the cross. What did that decision do? It changed the world. When we remember Jesus, during communion, we remember His death. I want you not to just remember His death, but I want you to remember your death. Yes. Your death every single day. Again, to die to your own wickedness, to die to the sins that were in your past. I'll close with this quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, very famous, fighting for equality. Have we not come to such an impasse in the modern world that we must love our enemies or else? The chain reaction of evil, hate, beginning hate, wars producing more wars, must be broken. Or else we shall plunge into the dark abyss of annihilation. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, today is a day that we need to make a decision. There's only one way. It's Jesus' way. Let's pray. God in heaven, we're so grateful for all that you're doing all around the world. We're so grateful, Father God, for the opportunity to come before you. We're so grateful, God. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot UK. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one